eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go! Game show with Alan Jerry. Oh, hi there. Al Dukes here. And while uh, Jerry Recco was at work today and he did do the warm up show with me, which will follow this podcast, he is not here right now. He is in some sort of meeting. Mm-hmm. So with me is the Eddie Schizzeri. Hello, podcast people. Do. Hello, Eddie Schizzeri from the podcasting people. I got a couple of stories here. Now, I had pulled these for the podcast with uh, Jerry, but they fit in also perfectly uh, with you sitting here as well, Eddie. How fortuitous. Do whatever that means. I think it means the the future. Fortunate. Oh, how fortunate. Yes, indeed. I pulled this um, out of the newspaper this morning from the New York Post. All right. Uh, it uh, involves a uh, young man who went missing in Indonesia. Okay. And he was found inside the stomach of a 23-foot python. Wow. After being squeezed to death and swallowed whole. Now, my question to you is this with these pythons eating large things. Mm -hmm. How are they possibly going to digest a man in clothing? Very slowly. So that so the stomach acids in a python would eat away slowly at that guy? Yeah, well, your stomach acids would do the same thing if you could gesticulate your, you know, mouth and all that and be able to swallow something. Something stomach that acid, large. Uh, yes, which we can't do, but stomach acid is a highly corrosive. Yeah. Uh, they said they found the guy's uh, one of his boots around on the ground mm-hmm. and uh, some um, equipment he was using to pick fruit off of trees. That right. was his job in the jungle. And his bones, I'm sure. Well, that, no, I'm saying they found this stuff on the outside. Oh, I see. And they're like, hmm. Like it, that didn't get make it into the, the python. That did not make it into the python. They went looking for this guy he was missing. They see his boot, one boot. Right. They see the tool he was using to pick mm-hmm. the fruit. And then they saw an engorged 23-foot python. Right. To which they cut the python's um, uh, body open. Oh, they killed the python. They did, and I actually saw a picture of the uh, the remains. It just looked like a, a a full man because he hadn't. I guess it happened relatively soon after, yes. and the it didn't get to sort of digest him. It did not. Twenty five year old guy. Uh, he was uh, working on his palm oil crops. Mm. 
Well, a good thing for him is that at least he was suffocated and, and squeezed to death before he got eaten. That is true. Uh, yeah, these things are very bizarre. So I wonder, like, um, now when will he have to eat again, this python? Well, he's And by dead. the way, Steve in there, I can hear you. Uh, uh, Steve, hello. Hi. Hi, podcast interruptus. Hi. Hi. We're taping. Hi, podcast interruptus. Mm, Thank you for that. I'm sure they're working on our new traffic system. Yes. Is that Mr. Apria? It is. Oh, hi, Steve Apria. So when will this python have to eat again? Well, he's dead, but if he would have eaten this human being, how long does that work? Six weeks. Oh, really? Yeah. Until he died. So if you see a large python in the jungle that's full, Mm -hmm. you could probably walk right past it. Yeah, he's not going to be interested at all. He's not going to attack you. Yeah, and then hopefully, like, he... I guess he would usually get up into a tree or whatever to to get away from whatever predators you know, a python prey on has pythons cuz I'm sure like you know some jungle cat or whatever like hey wow this is a big fat python I'll eat him and whatever's in his stomach right if you attack the python in the stomach area you right. get what the what the python ate and the python itself exactly uh, yeah, so they, they did some facts uh, in this article that pythons normally eat rats, pigs, birds, and cows. Mm-hmm. They can live up to 20 years, uh, rarely seen, and normally scared of humans. I'm sure, yeah. This guy must have just happened to maybe frighten the python. Or or maybe he was taking a little nap or mm-hmm. something. The python got around him and then see you later. Then it's too late. How about guys like, and you'll see this that we're we're approaching summer, we're 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 in spring now, right. we're approaching summer. Mm-hmm. Summer always brings with it on the Jersey Shore boardwalk. Yes, Python guy, which is a guy walking around with like a python around his neck. Oh, he has a python, yeah. draped over him. Yeah, like uh, begging to be noticed, walking the boardwalk. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. similar to parrot guy who right. walks around with the parrot on his shoulder. Uh, uh, right. Attention whores. Attention whores. You wouldn't know anything about that. Not me. I don't Not do that all. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But python guy, what he likes to do is scare women. Like, so women are like, ooh, it's python guy. Oh. And then he says, hi, I have another python <laughs> no. for you. <laughs> Would you like to take a photo with my, me and my pythons? Mm. Uh, I don't know how you feel about robots taking over all of our jobs eventually. Uh, okay, yeah, I have thoughts on not just that, because that's been sort of with the industrial age and assembly yeah. lines. That's kind of been happening for a while. Right. Robots build cars. Yes, robots doing lots of things. All the things, but uh, I'm more interested in the pending AI singularity. But but continue with your story. Well, I have two stories involving uh, these robot things. One I saw on News 12 uh, two weekends ago, Mm -hmm. a a robot shopping cart. Okay. Which uh, works with uh, like a Bluetooth on your phone. Sure. So it follows you. Cool. So you go food shopping and you walk home with your robot a shopping cart. Oh, you actually take it home? Yeah, it's your robot. Oh, I so see. So you have to buy the robot shopping cart. Right. And then wh- wherever you go, it will follow you. So you can have it carry your luggage. You can have it carry your groceries. Okay. You go but, to, to the store. So, but does it sort of, can it fit in your car? I don't think so. I think it's for like a, a walking type neighborhoods. I see, like in New York City. Yeah, like New York City. You would have mm-hmm. this robot walking behind you. Right, and no one would really, as you're walking in front of it, no one in New York City would just come over and take stuff out right. of robot. See, that's what helper. I was thinking. Of course. They would just Hello. mug my robot. Yeah, or just like, you know, you're walking ahead of it, and then people just kind of walk by. Oh, I need this. I, there's some chips. Bang. Right. Done. 
Uh, and now is starting this summer, Domino's Pizza mm. in Germany and the Netherlands. Okay. They're going to use a fleet of robot delivery people that are going to... Well, they're not really people. They're they're delivery robots. They they're, kind of... They're not robots who look like they don't. people. Unfortunately, I would love right. if they looked like people. Yes. Well, you know, th- that's coming, by the way. These are driverless devices mm. that are on six wheels going only four miles an hour, and it drops off pizza within one, a one-mile radius of each store, each hmm. Domino's. Interesting. Four miles an hour seems slow, but I guess it's but not. But if it's only, if it's a mile radius, right? Right. So then you would get your pizza within 15 minutes of when he left, The worst right? case scenario, right. Mm-hmm. Or actually, yes. Yeah, if you were the furthest out. Right. So that's oh, not that's bad. Oh, that's not bad. And the driverless device is... is um, Made to store hot pizza. Right, so it's going to keep it much... Piping hot. Yeah, hotter than, like, the guy, the delivery guy with that sort of fagazi insulated, quote-unquote, bag. Right. The Domino's uh, CEO says, with our growth plans over the next five to ten years, we simply won't have enough delivery drivers if we do not look to add our fleet through initiatives such as this. Mm-hmm. Robot delivery people. Robot pizza boy. Mm-hmm. I wonder if then he would engage in... A robot pizza boy porn. <laughs> yes. Well, that's coming to the future. Yes. Robot pizza guy porn. Like, you hear that? Moom, chicka, wow. Yeah, wah. exactly. And the girl, uh, hot right. chick opens the door and it's a robot guy. Right. But it, this one really couldn't perform. But this when one we wouldn't. get to the point where robots really look like humans, and right. of course, there's sex robots. Yep. Bang. Which we've ever, already seen stories about sex robots. Uh-huh. If we just combine them up extrapolation get the sex robots to also figure out how to deliver pizzas at four miles an hour perfect now we've got something so i'm looking forward to that and yes. robot pizza and do you want to return to my ai singularity or we'll save yeah, what that is, for well, what is ai singularity well, the, uh, for the well, mostly um people of my intelligence listen to mm-hmm. this podcast which is not great right so dumb it down for us all right do you know what ai stands for artificial intelligence perfect Bang. all right so, so the, far, so good. The pending AI singularity means that when true artificial intelligence actually uh, evolves mm-hmm. and becomes evident, when they achieve sort of ascensions, right, this artificial intelligence, then what is going to happen to us? When the robots can act like us when they, and no, think when like they us? they can think. Okay. And that's the basis of the, the Terminator movie. When the sort of this computer that was trusted with all these weapons and all this stuff, it becomes intelligent and decides to kill off humanity. Right. That's sort of the basis of the Terminator story mm-hmm. and many other sci-fi stories. So what happens when they gain sentience and what happens to us? Right. Do they like us? Do they want to kill us? I see. And that's going to be... Uh, Computer people think probably within 30 years. So in 30 years, I'll be uh, 77. Yeah, you're probably still alive because um, you're so fit and you take care of yourself and you eat wasa bread. Right. Imagine if I make it all the way to 77 and end up killed by a robot. Yeah. That would be something. Well, at least you're 77. And right. Not 27. I hope the robots don't, you know, kind of pick on weaker people. Oh, like uh, a seventy-seven-year-old. We're me. all weaker people That's, than the robots. Yeah, good point. Or just the the artificial intelligence who will then create their own 
robots under their control wow. and wipe us out or just nuke us. And probably be hard to figure out who's the real human, who's a robot, and which robots created robots that may exactly. look human Again, as well. Again, back to the Terminator, who looked like people. Hmm. I'd like to talk to the filmmaker who made Terminator, see how we might be able to stop this. Uh, I'm blanking on his name. It's not J.J. Abrams. No, it's not Abrams. It's not uh, Cameron. James maybe, Cameron. I thought, well, yeah, it, it is, is James Cameron. Cameron. Okay, yeah, there you go. Let's get to him okay. before the robots do. Excellent. Uh, I like to uh, regale people with stories of the amount of coffee you consume in a day. I, right. I tell people 12 cups. Uh, on a, Like on a heavy usage yeah, day. Yeah, on yes. a heavy usage day. Normally cups. it's about 10. Okay. Uh, so on average you would say a 10-cup day, a regular work yes. day. Yes. All right. Uh, there's something uh, you can now buy in the United States via Amazon. Mm. It's the world's strongest coffee now uh, in terms of caffeine. Yes, uh, I think I've heard of uh, this. Uh, Is that before. right? Or uh, tell me the name, and I'll. All tell right, you. Uh, it was introduced last year in South Africa. Mm. This coffee, now a regular cup of coffee, a twelve ounce cup of coffee contains one hundred fifty milligrams of caffeine. Okay, uh, this coffee contains seven hundred. Two milligrams per twelve ounce so cup. So basically, you could drink this and then uh, write, you know, mm-hmm. a, a, a four-hour play. Yes. <laughs> or go on point on, like, you know, uh, some uh, recon mission for thirty hours. If I would do this, if you felt like the robots were coming, load up on this coffee. Mm-hmm. You'd be very alert. There you go. It's uh, uh, let's see, what's the name of this company? Uh, Black Insomnia. Uh huh. Uh, uh, coffee and it's um, available on Amazon. You could get it in K cups as well. I th- I thought there was one that was out there before a little before this, which I heard about Death Wish. Yes, that they're in the article here. Okay. Uh, new studies done say uh, that this one, uh, Black Insomnia, has more than Death Wish coffee. Okay, oh, so I, I did remember the name correctly because mm-hmm. I had heard about that. And I was thinking about it, but of trying it, uh, yeah. But then I also was thinking of my reaction when, when I drink, I drink all this coffee every day, and right. I, I don't get jittery. I drink a iced coffee, I get wired and jittery. Really? And the coffee folks who were in here the other day, yes, uh, because they're potential clients, uh, gonna be a sponsor. They explained to me why iced coffee affects me that way because if it's iced coffee made the proper way it brews and steeps if you will for a lot longer than the hot coffee which is just bang boom done here you go this iced coffee brews for like 16 hours so a lot more caffeine leaches into your coffee have you ever heard of bullet coffee no they have at some restaurants uh it is uh, a coffee with uh it has some sort of extra caffeine in it, mm-hmm. and it uses uh, butter instead of milk. Wow. Yeah, it's interesting. Have and, you uh, had has, it? I have had it. It's, it's got, like, coconut oil in it. Okay. Uh, a butter and so, some sort of extra caf- caffeine. Like an extra step of, like, not even, like, heavy cream, but Yeah, butter. just, like, yeah. What does it taste like? It's very good. It's it is. very smooth. Smooth. Yeah, I did enjoy it. Mm. So, um, yeah, I don't know if you would try this because this might be too much. Yeah, like, again, the way the iced coffee affects me, yeah, uh, that probably would not be a good scenario for my heart. That would not work for you. No. Uh, Eddie, are you familiar with Sonos? 
uh, I've heard you talk about yes. it, and I think Boomer also. Yes, uh, Boomer does talk about and it. I think it's like a, if I'm understanding it correctly, it's some sort of a throughout your house mm-hmm. uh, speaker system. Is That's that correct? correct. All right. Well, yes. tell me more. It is a, uh, yes, it hooks up to your Wi-Fi. Okay. Then what you do is you can put speakers in different rooms of your house. Wirelessly. Wirelessly. Mm-hmm. Then what you do is you simply download the Sonos app, and then you connect your various music services that you may already subscribe to uh-huh. or that have um, uh, that that may cost you nothing. They may be the music that's uh, on your phones or on your computers. Or Pandora, Spotify, anything. These sorts of things, all sorts of music services, right. correct. A podcast, this well, podcast itself. How about this podcast? That would yes. be like streaming through someone's streaming. home, like mm-hmm. Nigel's home down there in New Zealand New on Zealand. the South Island. Yes, Christ shout Church. out to Nigel. Hi, Nigel. I did read your email. Thank you very or your tweet that you sent to Al. Yeah, he sent me a thing saying you're welcome in his home. And, and thanks, yes. If you which, go to New Zealand. If I ever make it there, right. thank you, uh, Nigel, nice Airbnb situation. Yes, an Airbnb. But I've interrupted your wonderful Sonos commercial. Oh, well, it's not really a commercial, Eddie. It's, oh, it's uh, not a commercial. Uh, this is just casual, No, this is talk. very casual. So, uh, yeah, you, you can then decide... You want uh, music in all of your rooms, right? Or maybe, uh, maybe your wife is sleeping in one of the rooms, and you don't want to interrupt her. You, you turn that speaker off, or or because it's wireless, just pick it up and move it to whatever other room, right? But no need to even do that, right? Or you just turn it off. Maybe you want to put soft sleeping music or, in your wife's room while you're rocking out to classic rock. It can do in it the can kitchen. Stream two different yes. things. That is awesome. Multiple things and, in multiple rooms. And by the rooms. way, would you even have to go into the uh, bedroom and turn it off, or you could do that through the app? Through the app. That's amazing. Everything's done now, through the app. how about this? Say if you're streaming Netflix on mm-hmm. your iPad. Okay. And it's, you know, the iPads, their speakers are fine, but right. you want a nice, full, rich sound. Could you then, like in your living room, you have your iPad on your lap, could you then put it through the Sonos? Well, you can do that if you have the Sonos uh, Play Bar. Mm. It's a bar, a sound bar for your television with a bass. Uh-huh. Sonos makes that. You connect that to your Sonos system. You can find the right Sonos speaker for whatever room you choose by simply going to Sonos.com. That's S-O-N-O-S dot com. But remember, this isn't a commercial. No, it isn't. It just naturally came No, up. it isn't. And Eddie, this was sent to me by many people on Twitter uh-huh. who listen to the podcast. All righty. Uh, this is a story out of Athens, Alabama. Okay. A uh, young man uh, had a, a, a bit of a rough day. Uh, he drunkenly crashed his truck into a ditch. Uh, was he like on his farm or he actually took it out onto the road? Uh, and... Onto the road. He oh, was uh, on the road. He drunkenly crashed his truck into a ditch, mm-hmm. got detained at gunpoint by a civilian Good whom for... he attempted to rob. Okay. The, the, the guy who crashes his truck gets out, tries to rob a guy. After he crashes. After he crashes, the civilian holds a gun to the guy's head, holds holds him, uh, pulls a gun on him to protect himself, right? right? Uh, this guy was then arrested, the driver, mm. then busted with a stolen gun. Now, hmm. the stolen gun they didn't find right away. Okay. But the police noticed when he was checking into the police headquarters that he was walking funny. The stolen gun fell out of his butt. Like it, it, he had shoved it. 
He had put it into his buttocks to hide it. Okay, so he put the <laughs> muzzle uh, I don't uh, know the how barrel it went down. up and maybe the hopefully like the handle was sticking out. I hope it was a, a small pistol. Yeah, maybe like a twenty two. Mm-hmm. But if it was a forty five, then that the guy's got some stories that maybe some people might want to hear. Yeah, so he had crashed his truck. Or a shotgun. He was hammered. I hope it wasn't a shotgun. He'd have to be a tall gentleman. <laughs> yes. He was hammered. He began snooping around a local resident's garage. The man caught him, held him at gunpoint. Cops come arrest him. He's going through the police headquarters. One cop says, I noticed that fellow's walking funny. He has a gun. Oh, it was a 380, whatever that means. I'm not really that. I'm not, I'm not a gun guy. Me neither, but I think gun people would know what that sure, is. Sure, absolutely. Uh, fell out of his butt. Mm. Uh, this uh, Alabama guy is a Crimson Tide fan, based on his Roll uh, Tide. Well, based on his Facebook status, which said "Roll Mother Effing Tide." Oh, he he cursed. He cursed. Wow. Okay, so um, he probably likes Jesus. Also, yeah, probably he is uh, being held on a seventy-two hundred dollars in bail. I, I would up that. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's drinking and driving, drinking and crashing driving, into destroying property and uh, right. uh, endangering people. Then has a stolen weapon and then tries to rob a dude. Yes. I would up that. All terrible things. Yeah, and finally, individually, but combine them. Combined, and he had a rough day. Combined yes, rough day. Bad day. And finally, Eddie, uh, Great Falls, Montana. Okay. A Montana library said a stolen book was returned 35 years later. Mm. And it came with an apology note and a $200 donation. Uh, now, the book supposedly is one of the great sci fi books. And I want to see if you are familiar with this mm-hmm. book. Uh, it was a 1975 novel called Bid Time Return. Are you familiar with I this? I am not. Who is the author? Uh, Richard Matheson. I've heard of Richard Matheson. Bid Time Return uh, he, with a note that he had stolen it from the library in 1982 and have felt bad about it all these years. He did want people to know that he'd read that book that he stole at least 25 times over time. And it's Bit Bid time? Bid, like B-I-D. Bid time Bid return. time okay, return. Okay, so it's a time travel kind of a novel. Thing. Yeah. he. Uh, it's one of the great sci-fi romance stories ever written, says uh, the Great Falls Tribune, who was uh, quoted uh, in this mm. uh, article. The man said it had just been bugging him that over the years he had stolen this from the library. And perhaps, maybe, I don't know this man's story, but mm-hmm. perhaps, you know, if he had some uh, uh, addiction issues... Uh, maybe he went through the 12 steps, and then one of those 12 steps, you have to make amends. Making and amends. And apologize. And, but although, but he actually, did he, he identified himself as um, the thief and all that? Or was he it did anonymous? not. It was anonymous. Okay, but he, with a check. With a check and a note. And well, he actually had the book restored. The check would have his name on it, wouldn't it? Uh, well, Unless that's a, a great ca- question. Cashier's check, maybe. Hmm. I don't mm. always fully read these articles. Oh, then. Um, Sorry. But I don't Moving s- on. I don't see his name in here anywhere. Okay. It says actually a $200 donation, so a maybe donation. he put maybe cash. It was cash. Although uh, that's not really with the full full 12 step situation. You got to, you know, come forth and really come clean. Hmm. But I'm also assuming then this guy was like an alcoholic, which right. I don't know. Or big leaps. Yes. The author's note included $200 donation to the li- library, writing that he was, quote, hoping for a chance for redemption here. There you go. Uh, had he actually paid the fine for keeping a book 35 years. It was 
It was $9,351. So he got off easy. Yeah, the library said they're waiving it, they're calling it even, and they appreciate him uh, giving it back. Yes, and also now I am going to go and uh, download on Audible. All right. Because I'm an Audible person. Books on tape. Perfect. Or digital books, whatever you want to talk about. I still like to say books on tape. I think people do. Yeah. You know, it's kind of, yeah, books. So I'm going to, uh, I will download, uh, purchase and download Bid Time Return Ooh, because so? of this little interaction. Oh, look at that. This guy sold a book. He did. Well, good job. Uh, coming up next is a warm up show. Now, was Jerry here for that? He was. Oh, he was here this morning. Yes. He is working. He just had a meeting. Some he sort has, of. A... Uh, yes, there's some stuff going on which you and I would love to get into, but right. we. Probably shouldn't. Okay. Um, nothing about nothing really bad. Just typical kind of work stuff. People right. so don't get them work make, meetings. Yeah, don't get all crazy with this right. theories. But uh, you and I would love to talk about it, but we probably shouldn't. Yeah, we love any sort of turmoil or yeah, strife, strife in the workplace. Will. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we love we, love we that. feed on that stuff. Yeah, we do. But uh, we don't want to get in trouble. No. So uh, Jerry and I did that warm-up show. It is coming up right after uh, Eddie's going to say see ya. Then I'm going to say see ya. Then it's going to go right into the warm-up show. Okay, and I'm going to do a little special. Hey, Nigel. See ya! So it's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's just like Boomer and Carton without Boomer or Carton. Good luck with that. All right, good morning, Al. We are moving through the week. It is a Thursday. How are we doing? Oh, hi, Jerry. So there's a lot of news going on uh, with the NFL. Uh, not really on the field, but kind of off the field, although you could say the Jets are going to have this private workout with Mitchell Trubisky. Okay, fantastic. How about the news you wake up to about CBS possibly interested in Tony Romo maybe replacing Phil Simms, which I thought was very weird. Yeah, I did not quite understand that. But, I love Phil Simms. Screw Phil Simms! That's not me. Um, I don't understand the whole uh, why they want Phil Simms out or well, why people think that they would want Phil Simms out. I don't know that they want him out. I, I imagine he'd be moved. I just don't know why you would, like, mess with him and Nance for a guy. Listen, I love Tony Romo as a player more than anyone. But how do we even know he'd be good at it? Like, do we know he's hilarious, Tony Romo, or that he's got... Uh, <laughs> the DirecTV Romo? <laughs> yeah, great insight into something. He might. I don't know. Until he does it, I don't think we do know. By the way, if but... I'm Tony Romo, I'm not sure I would want the top spot anyway. I'd be like, let no, me, you do. Let me settle in here. No, you do. You Pair me you... with somebody else so I could get my bearings straight. That's what I would say. Where's Andrew Catalan? Let's start with him. Let me team with him. There you go. I, I listen. If you're Tony Romo, I think you want to be, you know, you want to be with the best, and that's fine. And in time, he will be, I'm sure. But I thought it was interesting that they would start, and maybe there's a lot of places have this article. Maybe they don't have all the facts. Well, Ian Rappaport, stunning. who I respect, Jerry, only because I always see people that are real journalists saying yeah. they respect him. So, in lieu of that, I'm going to say I respect him as well. He had it yesterday. Yeah, no, I know. It was in several places yesterday. Now, Very surprising, I thought. Uh, it's a unique position for Tony Romo because uh, much like our own Boomer Esiason was in many a year ago when he had the opportunity to go to Monday Night Football and retired probably earlier than he needed to. Sure. Uh, because these opportunities don't come around often. And if uh, they're dangling the number one team in front of your face... Maybe Tony Romo doesn't want to work with Jim Nance. How about that? That's mm, possible. Hello, friends. I, anything's possible. <laughs> this whole scenario has just been awful. But if you're Phil Sims, you can't take a demotion, demotional role 
If I'm Phil Simms, a demotional like, role. I'm out of here. I'll go to uh, one of the one of the competing networks. I'm sure he has a contract. And though. stick it right in their faces. Okay, very good. <laughs> I'm Speaking saying if I was Phil Simms. Yeah, no, no, I get not it. Not me. <laughs> of course not. I don't you. stick anything in you anyone's rock face. The boat? No, I do not rock boats, Jerry. Did you see the Michael Irvin story? Yeah, I, I loved the, the timing of this. How only so? because he was schooling Ezekiel Elliott just mm. last week about how you're a cowboy and you're you're representing the Dallas Cowboys and maybe you don't know the enormity of that, but you better watch yourself in pulling women's tops down at uh, St. Patrick's Day parades. And now he's yeah. under investigation, just investigation. Let's be clear, just investigation. Uh, for a yes. sexual assault in Florida. Here's the problem I have with the attorney All who right. came out in defense of Michael Irvin. The Michael Irvin attorney. So the claim is, as part of it, that the girl was drunk, no doubt. She doesn't remember a lot because possibly drugged, who knows. And she woke up and felt like something happened. So she goes to All the right. police. Fair enough. Now, if you're the attorney and you want to deny this, and I, I hope for just in terms of, not that I know Michael Irvin, but having him been around here a little bit, you hope it's not true. I mean, God, you just hope it's not true that he didn't do this. The problem, though, with what the attorney came out and said was, how can we take what she said seriously? And I'm paraphrasing. She doesn't really remember anything. Right. Well, yeah, that that's what she's saying because she said she was drunk or drugged. You're probably not going to remember. It's not the best defense. Just deny it and hope, you know, that it didn't happen. And at this point, uh, Michael Irvin saying he had nothing to do with it, that he was in a room with her for uh, 15 minutes before having to catch a flight, and there was another guy with them. Right. So he's not claiming a, oh, this was consensual, what went on. He's claiming that nothing went on. Right, and you hope that that's the case. You really hope that that's the case, and, you know, you hope the poor girl, nothing happened to her. But these cases are just, I mean, look at the familiar stuff. I mean, he basically got a 15-game ban. Rob Manfred came out and said it doesn't really warrant anything further based on the evidence they have. And the only two people that know are the two people involved. It really, it's tricky stuff. Yeah, the, the Rob Manfred uh, statements about that make it seem like nothing went on. But he, they're, they're pretty much saying, well, uh, the court shows that nothing happened that right. night. Though his behavior was not the best, so let's suspend them 15 games. And and I was thinking, like, if I'm familiar and... I feel like nothing did go on. Why would you accept that 15-game ban? But I was talking to Craig uh, pre-show meeting, Jerry. He was saying, well, uh, clearly there was some sort of argument that evening. The police were called. And you don't just take your 15 games. uh, It goes away in two weeks. Otherwise, it's going to be brought up over and over again as you try to clear your name from that. Yeah, and it will never go away. It will it never go away. Exactly. And you keep battling the battling the fight and not winning that. I, I got to ask you something. Yes, because Jerry. This, this, to me, is right up your alley. Oh, perfect. And since we're talking about Familia and baseball, the San Francisco Giants have created a golden urinal. Now, I don't know if you're aware of this story, if you saw this story. Someone did send me a photo of this on Twitter. The whole point of the golden urinal mm-hmm. is to find their MVP. Get it's, it's, like their a, MVP right? it's like a statue. Yes, and what they're trying to do is... You can't even make this up. In lieu of taking supplements that might be banned or illegal or guys going to the uh, places like the the vitamin shop and buying stuff they shouldn't because it's on the list of things they can't take, scientifically, they want guys to be tested with that. All right. So that when they have deficiencies or dehydration, they immediately get what they need, and they're all going to be given a little trophy. So if they pass their 
tests they're yes. going to get a, a urinal trophy? Well, it's, it, basically, if if it goes through the testing and all their levels are good, they're fine. If their levels are deficient in any way, they will be hydrated properly so they get the optimal performance out of one another. This is not a joke. And Buster Posey's like, it may look goofy. It's actually kind of cool. So I'm wondering if you think we should have a golden urinal around here for better performance. Uh, if it would help people's performance, yes. I would display mine proudly on my desk. <laughs> I know you would. Or where I uh, stand over there on uh, uh, my position during the show. <laughs> you could be the MVP award winner. Yeah, MVP. Yeah, I like that. I, but I And I wondered when I saw that, did, did the trophy store already have urinal the like ready to go store, golden no, urinals or that had to be sure they had to make that specifically I made i don't for think that. you can walk into a trophy store and just buy the golden urinal yeah where are your urinal trophies <laughs> what row say what what aisle are they are those in it's so stupid it hmm. really is and that's a true story all right that is a true story yeah uh jerry did you see remember the other day we told the story of uh a uh, uh, South Carolina super fan, Gamecock yes, Jesus. I do. This is a guy who goes to all of the games. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fans there started a GoFundMe page to send him to the Final Four. Right. Which and it funded quickly. Funded quickly. They needed four grand to send him to the Final Four to get him a hotel, get him a way out there, uh, get him to the game, yada yada. Uh, they raised almost double that. Mm-hmm. So he's going to get to go with his, as they said, lifelong friend. And Gamecock Jesus's two children. And they're going to get some spending money to go out there. Wow. Look at this. Yes. All expense paid vacation. Yes. So, you know, the television studios have to be whoever uh, in the coverage. They've right. got to go see Gamecock Jesus and his, you know, travails around. Where is this Final Four, Jerry? Glendale, uh, Arizona. Arizona. Right. Yes. Oh, Gamecock Jesus is going to love it in Arizona. <laughs> it's beautiful weather. I'm sure. There's hiking. Have you been? Uh, yeah, I was there with the Super Bowl with oh, you. Oh, Super Bowl, yeah. Remember we played golf, well, kind of. Well, yeah. You just kind of rode the cart. I rode in the cart. Yeah. I don't really hit golf balls. Yeah, but you, isn't that where you did the hiking and the path got really narrow? Yes. And people were coming down. You had to get out of the way and not fall off the mountain? I did do some hiking there, Jerry. Right. I'm a big hiker. Well, When you get to the relax. top of these mountains, though, when you go hiking, and then you got to come back down. Yeah, they should have, like, a lift. <laughs> yeah, that would be perfect. <laughs> the opposite of a ski resort. Yes. You take the lift up, and you ski down. Here, you walk up, and the lift takes you down. Right, because the whole point is conquering the mountain, right? Right. Uh, climbing the mountain, you feel like you've conquered it. You get to the top, you take some photos. This is what I'm hoping Gamecock Jesus does. But then the coming down, oftentimes, Jerry, they'll say, and Eddie will attest to this, more difficult. Right, which is slip. Think about guys that uh, climb Everest, Mount Everest. Now you got to get back down. Good well, they luck. have they have Sherpas. <laughs> oh, okay. A Sherpa will he knows the mountain and I know, but you still got to get back down. Point you in the right direction. If you're telling me it's harder than that, not easy. Yeah, they'll they'll warn you before you go up these mountains. They're like, you know, a couple times a year we have to get a helicopter to bring someone back. By the so, way, I'd be in for that. Yeah, don't be one of those people. We'll take a quick break. A couple more before uh, Boomer and Carton at the top on the fan. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's the shortest show on WFAN. All right, coming up to the top, Boomer and Carton. Then, uh, just quickly, Heat beat the Knicks at the Garden 105-88. A lot of interesting comments from Carmelo Anthony. We'll get to them throughout the show. Two other quickies from the NBA. The Warriors beat the Spurs 110-98 in a game. They were down by 22 in the first quarter, and Russell Westbrook put on a show again late. He had 57, part of a triple-double. Thunder beat the Magic in overtime, 114-106. I know you have an update 
on the referee from with the Kentucky fans. So go. Yeah, la- uh, yesterday we did the story about uh, how fans of Kentucky they felt like they got screwed by this ref, John Higgins. Right, and they were giving bad reviews to his roofing company, right? <laughs> yeah, his uh, roofery's website, right. uh, his Facebook page. They were giving him one-star uh, reviews and just attacking him on there. Yeah. Well, now this guy had to meet with the police out there. He's in Omaha because uh, he's getting death threats from Kentucky fans. Mm. Boy, they hard, they're hardcore, these basketball, these college basketball yeah, get, freaks. I, I'm all good with being a passionate fan, but I, I honestly don't understand when you start to cross that line. You it, would it makes, draw the line at death threats, Jerry, yeah, personally? Yeah, death threats is probably getting a little <laughs> too far. Yeah. I mean, you're going too far with you know with the, the reviews online, trying to ruin his business. It's a damn basketball game. I understand you're upset, but, I mean, stop. Tremendous website now, does name, the FBI? Yeah, I did like that. Does the FBI get involved in this, yes. or is this yes. like... I mean, oh. they have to. It's death threats. Oh, they're involved, Jerry. They, they, they got involved when I get letters. Letters. CBS security goes to them, and they go, some jackass hand wrote. Now, and you end up, <laughs> can you go to jail? Yeah. It's, a it's terroristic not just a threat. fine. It is. You imagine you end up in jail doing something stupid like that yeah, over well, a basketball game. What are you in game? for? I threatened a ref over the Kentucky, <laughs> over I mean, the Kentucky honestly, game. Think about how stupid that is. And lastly, um, Tim Anderson. He's the kid from the White Sox on this long uh, well, five-year extension, $25 million. He got his mom a Mercedes SUV. Here's where you kind of tie into this. Huh. Not only did he do it, he didn't do it quietly. He posted it on Twitter. Yeah, so that's what everybody, I would do. That's exactly what Just I Just so you guys know, I bought it's my mom South Carolina something nice. and Gonzaga, followed by Oregon watch, and that? North Carolina in the NCAA they, Men's Tournament to to Saturday night in Glendale, Arizona. Our coverage begins at 3.30 with first.